0: The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson.
1: SEC is a good conference, nobody would deny that. It's good in all men's sports, the main men's sports. But it is not like this conference of top to bottom, just absolute gauntlet that no team outside of the SEC could hope to ever get through. I mean, it's just, it's not. There's a couple of teams every year in the SEC, like there's a couple of teams in every other conference that are really, really good compared to the rest of the teams in that conference. Now, here's what I would say about the SEC. Their top two, two or three schools, top three programs every year are probably better than the top two or three of any other conference. So at the very top, absolutely the SEC, if you take the top of the SEC and match it up against the top of the big 12, top of the big 10, top of the pack, top of the ACC, it's, it's better. No doubt. But from top to bottom, it's just another conference. That was uh, from some
2: random Texas fan on TikTok. I'm just wondering, am I supposed to get mad at that or am I supposed to agree with that now? I'm about to be an SEC man, so am I supposed to say, yeah, that's true, I believe that, or get furiously mad over that? I, don't,
3: mean, know, I, I think, don't know what
2: to do with my hands here.
3: I think it's interesting. I think it's silly because if it's just another conference, Tyler, then why are we going there?
2: Uh, hey, good point. The, the, pay, the payout's not like another conference, I can tell you that right.
3: much. Yeah, the national champions over the last... 20 years Uh, that's not like any other conference the payouts not like any other conference why are we going there oh it's probably because it's better you can't tell me that oh the two or three teams at the top he said the two or three teams at the top are are probably better probably better I mean what what are we what are we doing here I mean (laughs) when you look at how are how are Alabama Georgia and say LSU last year or if you want to throw Tennessee, however you want to do it. Yeah, how are those really three? Teams. How are those three teams faring against like, I don't know, Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina?
2: Uh, well, it's not very close.
3: I think. What's the cumulative score there? I mean, do they is the is the margin of victory the cumulative margin of victory a hundred? I, I don't know. I mean, whatever like the,
2: the thought is of the SEC now, the fact is, or at least in my opinion, whatever you believe the SEC, if it's just a top-heavy league, if it's overall a great league, it's it's going to have some real depth once OU and Texas enter into that conference. And I understand that both OU and Texas, like they they've got to make some strides with their football program and in a hurry, but when you factor in just the long-term of the SEC – Throwing an OU and Texas in that conversation, that's really going to help things, obviously. But the payout that they're going to have compared to most other teams in college football, um, the fact that most of the elite kids are in the Southeast, that's obviously where the SEC is. Regardless of what you thought about the SEC for the past five years, this is about to be, without a doubt, the best era of the SEC conference moving forward. And it has been the best conference in college football for quite some time now.
4: But oh, it's it, it's
2: about to be the strongest it's ever been. So OU and Texas aren't walking into a situation like Missouri did, where you know they could benefit off a of down SEC East, where Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee were you know floundering around a little bit. OU's going to be walking into a conference day one that Bama and George aren't going anywhere. I like where LSU's at with Brian Kelly. Tennessee's got some things going. Like we'll see what happens with the other schools, but it's it's going to be a tough league from day one. It's going to have some depth.
3: Yeah, I think uh, what's interesting, Tyler, is we talked about it, I think, in the first hour. The Big Ten and the SEC kind of becoming the dominant to, like, super conferences, almost like an AFC, NFC down the road. Um, but it almost feels like the Big Ten would have to add, like, everybody else. Because right now, I mean, the SEC is so far and away of, I mean, again – titles and where the athletes are and everything like that where I mean the Big 10 would have who would they have to add Florida State, Notre Dame, Clemson and Oregon, Oregon and Notre Dame Cle- yeah those four I mean that's that's pretty wild to me the SEC is in such a great position adding OU and Texas uh, you know out of the out of the uh, middle of the country calling them the south uh, but it's I don't know I think I think the Big 10 even them they have a lot of work to do. The ACC is an absolute mess, and the Pac-12, don't get me started. I think, uh, what, are they going to be shown on MySpace Live or something this coming year? What's going on there? That,
2: MySpace Live is currently the leader to get the Pac-12 naming rights, yes, after Peacock uh, dropped out of that one, the
3: negotiation. Well, when the ION rumors that were like, Brett McMurphy said ION is in negotiations, and then Stuart Mandel said, no, no, they're not. First of all, I don't think Stewie Mandel has any ION sources. And if you're the Pac-12, you don't want that embarrassment. out. You don't want no. you, you don't want a public that you're negotiating with ION. That's Get a negative
2: recruiting tactic for a lot of schools, I can tell you that much. You want to play your games on ION? Seriously? You don't even have ION. Who has <laughs> ION? Does anyone have that? <laughs> I, have,
3: I have no idea. I don't know what plays on ION. Uh... No idea.
2: I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing for OU if uh, the Pac-12 was on ION. Uh, maybe it opens up West Coast recruiting even more than it already is. I, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't, and that's the question. Does it affect recruiting? I think it only affects recruiting in maybe an instability. Like, it just you don't want to come from a place of weakness and uncertainty when you're walking into these living rooms, and that's what it is right now. You have no idea what's going to happen to the Pac-12 in Two years. You have no clue.
2: Cartoon Network may toss out a bid soon, says the four hundred five. Yeah, that would uh-huh. be great. Watching uh, Washington State and Oregon State right before uh, Dexter's Laboratory comes on. That would be that'd be great. Jim in Arlington says there is still a MySpace with four question marks. I I don't know. I is there still a MySpace or did it did it go away? I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I
3: think I think I mean I think it. I don't think it, you can access it. I don't think anybody's on it. But I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, it exists. Somebody can buy it. I know that Gary V was talking about buying it uh, uh for a little bit. But uh, four or five says hers Pac-12 was going to play on the CW, which of course <laughs> yeah. would do wonders for Caleb Williams branding. Uh, um, Guy I really says like, I
2: really like Tyler's OnlyFans idea. When it yeah. shows up on my credit card statement, I can say, "Honey, that's for football."
3: Honey, I'm just a massive sports fan. <laughs> I'm just, I just love. Hey, we already call it Pac-12 After Dark. Yeah. We might as well lean into it entirely. That's what I'm saying,
2: Friday and Saturday night, uh, only fans fired up to watch Arizona and Colorado.
3: It'd be great, nine ninety nine <laughs> a month. It's going to be on a Discord server. Yeah, they're just Discord's going to buy it.
2: Uh, way too early, Big Twelve
3: projections.
2: Yeah, it's March first. I guess twenty four seven sports is saying, yeah, the season is several months out. How about some bowl projections to hold everyone over? Well, that's fun, but their projection is not fun for OU. They have OU and Arkansas in the Texas Bowl. And, um, look, like, normally the team that the teams that play in the Texas Bowl are around a 6, 7, maybe 8-win football team. Travis and I are both on the same page here, is this program, th- this is just such an important season. Year two with the new staff, after a 6 and 7 year, the SEC approaching, the Texas Bowl is not acceptable this year. And no. you tend to look at it more from an overall season record than a bowl game perspective and i think that that's actually probably smart but we're both saying at the very least with this schedule you got to have a 10 and 2 season and if you're anywhere close to a 10 and 2 year you're not going to be playing in the texas bowl
3: right because you're naturally like i said you're going to get a bump obviously because of the brand but if you end up in the texas bowl or if you end up in that like you know seven win range like it is an abject failure and somebody is getting fired like I'm not one to call for people's jobs, but you kind of get this, Tyler. You kind of get this. All right, we can't fire the head coach, but hey, head coach, you're gonna have to make some changes at the coordinator position to to change this up. You can't just say, "Oh, we're just gonna run it back again." Need my guys because in the transfer portal era, you get your guys quicker.
2: Yeah, and and look, I I'm not I don't think I disagree with 24/7 Sports. I don't think OU is gonna be playing in the Texas Bowl next year. But you're right, if OU were to play in that bowl game, um, the staff would not be intact going into 2024. I don't think that there would just be one coaching change. There would probably be several coaching changes, and Brent Venables would probably be on one of the hottest seats in the country heading into year three, if you back up a 6-7 and seven year with a 6-7 win season. Not with couldn't, this schedule. Couldn't
3: agree more. Couldn't agree more.
2: So that's just what I think, just what we think. Um, Ou and Arkansas in the Texas Bowl? No, thank you. i i think you I think you need to be playing in the Big Twelve Championship game this year, which would probably mean you're at least playing in a New Year Six Bowl game at at some point. I think I think you actually need to win the Big Twelve this year. Like uh, my expectations on a year in year out basis are to win the Big Twelve, and I'm not changing them after one 6-7 and seven season. Now, I realize it's going to be a lot more difficult to win the Big 12 title than maybe it's been in years past, but I'm not all of a sudden changing my expectations. The Big 12 is going to be as wide open as it's been in a while, man. Like, we just talked about it at 4 o'clock, man. We ran down the way-too-early Big 12 poll for that 24-7 hat. Like, there's not a team on that list that you look at and say, wow, I mean, they, every single one of them has major questions going into the year. Texas, K-State, no you included – who were 1, 2, and 3 on that list. Everyone has major question marks, and sure, someone will emerge and end up being a pretty good football team, but that should be OU that rises up this year and has a really good football team. And if they do, like, they're absolutely good enough to win the Big 12. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I look at it this year as this team needs to win the conference.
3: Yeah, I can get on board with that. I think at minimum, you need to make the Big 12 championship game. At minimum. If, you know, whatever happens in that game happens i think you need to be like say for this year for example like if we run into undefeated tcu this year in in the you know big 12 championship and they beat us you know or an undefeated team beats us i think if if the team that beats us is like the number two team in the country at the time somehow um fine but i don't think anybody in the big 12 can get to that height i don't either unless unless texas goes in and beats alabama in Tuscaloosa and runs the table. I I don't think that. And how confident think
2: are you in that? Oh, <laughs> not very, right?
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not uh, no, not confident. I would I would like to enter a uh, crystal ball. Zero confidence um, in that.
2: Uh, Ten and two says the text line. I expect to be playing for the championship next year. Are you talking about the national championship or the Big 12 championship?
3: I think the national championship is that tone because 10-2 and two has the question mark. Yeah.
2: OU needs at least a nine-win season or someone will be on the hot seat, my opinion, from the 405. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, look, I'm with you on nine wins too. Sure. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Uh, Drew from Flower Mound says, Hey, if Pac-12 is on Cartoon Network, at least they'll put Cour- Courage the Cowardly Dog with the main feature character, Muleshoe. Oh, wow. Nice God. one, Drew.
3: That's brutal. I uh, I got this uh, from the 918 Ion Plays reruns of SVU, Blue Bloods, Chicago PD, etc. Direct Channel, Direct TV Channel 305. They just looked
2: that me. up. You just looked that up. Don't lie. Which thank you for doing that.
3: <laughs> was, they looked no, it up
2: and they scrolled over our what's there for the next 8 hours. There's some it's SVU, on their there's some Blue Bloods, Chicago PD. Okay, cool. <laughs>
3: hey, again, those are the Scouts. I love it.
2: Ou in Texas going to the SEC with four really good teams, says the nine one eight, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, and the rest equal to OU in Texas.
3: I wouldn't say the rest. I mean, yeah, I we, think
2: OU and Texas are both the cut above of the 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 rest of the teams in the Big Twelve after that.
3: Yes, I think. Yeah, I think second tier. You know, if you put Georgia and Alabama in that first tier, I think. You can realistically, at least reason your way. At at least by the time we get to the SEC, that's what I'm talking about, Tyler. I'm not talking about last year's six and seventeen. I'm talking about you've got momentum, you've got number eight recruiting class, then number four recruiting class, and you've got you know Jackson Arnold there for a little while. You've got defensive Brent Venables' defensive scheme going into year three. I don't think I don't think we're on the same level as. Missouri and maybe Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. They better not be. Like, like I, I don't just – and I think that's part of what um, kind of my opinion of the SEC is. Like, there are – their floor may be higher, but they do have a floor. Like, you can't just pluck, you know, Mississippi State or Vanderbilt out of the SEC and now all of a sudden they would be a top two team in any conference in the country. Like, that's just, that's just not the case
2: uh 405 11 and 1 I said it on Monday I'll say it again if we don't win 11 games I think there are actual problems call me crazy I call it tradition and common sense I look I'm not going to um I'm not going to look down on anyone that thinks that 11 and 1 is is absolutely doable this year that's what should happen yeah. I just look back at the schedule I mean that's that's what I'll always say No the schedule
3: dictates it but tradition doesn't win you any games though so like that's that's where I kind of get, like yeah, you can have all the best tradition in the world, but you still got to line up. Like, you, like your, your tradition can't win you anything on Saturdays. Uh, but I do think the schedule just lays out extremely nicely. Yeah. I mean, it's simple as that. Yeah. I mean, this, the schedule is the reason. And I think anybody who does record predictions without looking at a schedule, it's malpractice. Uh,
2: by the way, today is March 1st, just in case you missed that. And when I saw March 1st today, I just had this, oh, okay, all right, all right. Now this is when the 2024 recruiting class for OU is going to start to get going. Because once when, uh, as soon as Michael Hawkins Jr. announced that, yeah, I'm not going to commit in February, I'm going to, actually it was January 31st, I guess. But once he announced that he was going to push back his commitment date, and then the dead period it got here, it kind of felt for a couple weeks like, yeah, once you get to March, that's probably when you're going to get your first commit for the 2024 class. Well, here we are, March 1st, and you've got a big-time junior day coming up this weekend with number 1 defensive lineman Williams Winery. You've got that four-star quarterback I was just talking about, Michael Hawkins Jr. Um, what's your shock level going to be if OU gets through the month of March and they still don't have a commit for the 2024 class?
3: Um, my shock would be at a 10 out of 10.
2: Yeah, same. And as I told Parker earlier, I think they get a commit in March. I think it happens at the front end of March versus the back end of March. Like if we're doing a deadline or like a uh, a split between before or after March fifteenth, I think it happens before March fifteenth.
3: I would agree with that. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, I I, I don't think that there is. I don't. I don't think it's reasonable to consider that we get out of March without a commitment. Now, I know Parker said it's no reason for panic if we do, but I just don't see it as a reality personally.
2: No, I mean, not with the big-time Junior Day coming up this weekend. I I, I would think at least, well, I, I think there's a good chance that at least one of those say, all right, I want to go ahead and shut it down. I'm going to go ahead and commit, whether publicly or privately. And if they don't do it coming out of the Junior Day weekend, you could see a commit happen, you know, maybe a week or two after that junior day weekend. But the fact that they have such a big weekend coming up at the front end of March and I think there's some kids that are close to committing anyway. What we've heard that OU turned down a commitment from a certain running back in this class. So they they're, they're, yeah. they're going to get they're they're going to get one soon. It's just um I don't think very many people are freaking out though that they have zero commits thus far. We went through it last year and we saw what happened with this class. It was number 4 overall. So yeah, all, all, all
3: is well. It's not because they can't find anybody that wants to go to OU. It's not because they can't find football players that want to be in this class. Trust me.
2: Yeah, you're you're in really good position now for um, – I'd say you're in good position for all four of those big four defensive linemen we're talking about. I'm not saying you're the leader for all four, but you're in good position for all four. Peyton Pierce, a four-star linebacker, you're in good shape for – Eli Bowen, Peyton Bowen's little brother, a four-star corner, you're in good shape for. Michael Hawkins, four-star quarterback, you're in good shape for. So, they'll they'll, they'll be all right with this class. They'll they'll, they'll be okay. And I'm going to yeah. guess it's going to be similar to last year, Travis, is we're going to see this staff do the majority of its work or get the majority of its commits probably during the summer, just like a year ago.
3: Yep. Again, we've been down this road before. We cannot. We cannot, you know, go the first lap around understand that we're hot in the summer, and then on the second lap, be confused that we haven't made a lot of noise until the summer. I mean, we we just did this. We can't fall down this, this uh, hole again.
2: Hi, honey. Be home soon. Let's eye on and chill tonight. That's on the text line from the Ooh. 405. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Some Chicago PD and chill. Sounds like that
3: texture has got his eye on something else. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable.
2: That was actually pretty good. I I, I didn't mean to act annoyed at that. That was actually pretty funny.
3: I've been
0: waiting on that
2: one. (laughs) 405-651-3439. Final hour of the Rush rolls on next.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Sooner Nation, don't miss your chance to catch double the sports action with this exclusive
1: basketball ticket offer. For a limited time, you can purchase four tickets for $40 to the Sooner Men's Basketball Game versus TCU on March 4th. With your ticket purchase, you'll also receive same-day access to the Sooner Men's Gymnastics Meet versus Michigan. To purchase this special offer, visit Soonersports.com slash hoops or call the OU Athletics Ticket Office at 405-325-2424.
4: Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, FootJoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently, the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week. It's the best shop around, whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the Pro Shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405-325-6716. You might know that State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has great service. Cindy is your good neighbor after all. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Norman. So call State Farm agent Cindy Nasher at 405-307-0500 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements.
2: Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to. Or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But prediabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop prediabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness
3: Partners.
1: Every two minutes, a woman in the US is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight, save lives,
4: Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org
2: final hour of the rush Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson keep those texts coming 405-651-3439 please tell me I mean please tell me you read the story in the Tulsa World today about OU assistant basketball coach Doc Sadler basically living in a van uh, in the parking lot outside the Lloyd Noble Center.
1: Oh, yeah. oh Absolutely.
2: Oh. That is amazing. Had it down amazing. to the steps. Oh. It down to the steps, baby. Yeah, it was uh, – what did it say? It said something to the effect of, like, he's leaving practice. He's making his commute home. He walks down the steps. He's by the locker room. He walks outside and then – there is a uh, motorhome sitting outside, twenty-one feet long, six feet three inches wide, powered by a three-six V-six engine, three-six liter V-six engine. It's incredible. Last summer, Doc Sadler and his wife Tanya bought the van to explore the country together, and now he lives in it. If she is she living in the van with him? Like at least he gets to go to basketball practice and travel. Or is she is she just in the van the whole time? It
3: doesn't sound like it. I don't want to dive too deep, but. If they said, wife and I bought it for them to travel and now he lives in it <laughs> yeah. instead of they, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't want to get down the, the pronoun, you know, pr- rabbit hole, but if they, if, if the writer switched from they bought it to he lives in it, might sound like old, uh, old Doc might be, uh, in the doghouse. He chose uh, returning to coaching
2: over traveling the country.
3: <laughs> exactly. He. Uh, made you it.
2: wanted it. You can live in it now, Doc.
3: <laughs> and Doc said, "Okay, sounds
2: great." Here's here's a uh, here's a paragraph from the story from the Tulsa World. He walks down a flight of stairs across the Sooners' practice gym and through a hallway before climbing the 28 steps up to the weight room inside Griffin Family Performance Center. Sadler braces for the winter chill in white basketball sneakers, sweatpants, and an unzipped parka over a t-shirt from Wingfoot Golf Club. In the distance, he sees a granite Winnebago with tinted windows that sits alone, parked only a few hundred yards southwest of the Lloyd Noble Center. It goes on to say that when the wind is blowing, like it was on Sunday, yes, that van will be uh, rocking back and forth a little bit. Yeah, I that, I wonder an, if Doc was odd. in the van when the uh, the tornado was bearing down on Norman Sunday night.
3: <laughs> I mean, I hope he found a parking garage or something. But good work by uh, Eli Letterman there in the Tulsa World. But that's uh, crazy story. Ma- I feel like after uh, the you know. Maybe a a big win to to finish the season. Maybe we go and tailgate outside oh, the van. Oh, dude! I, so I, Doc <laughs> so he, Sadler
2: seems like a tailgating kind of guy. This is yeah. pretty awesome.
3: When he comes outside, we're just grilling up some brats.
2: Which I Maybe, guess that's the no duh statement of the day. Of course, he's a tailgating kind of guy. He, he lives literally in a van tailgates outside he, the stadium. Yeah, he's been
3: tailgating for the arena for apparently months. <sighs> so yeah, I think. Uh, I think we ought to get out there, maybe make some, uh, some of our Indian tacos uh, that'll yes. be up in Kansas City. Maybe we can sample some, of the, uh, sample some of the fare that'll be in Kansas City from the 951 when Doc vans are rocking, don't come a knocking. I think they were talking about the wind. Yes, they were talking about
2: the wind, but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested to see if he stays there throughout the offseason or
3: not. We've got a tailgate with him, just have it ready. Doc's tailgate
2: would be sweet. Gunny says, Doc missed out. He should be down by the river. Yeah, a lot of you are throwing out the uh But he
3: But he Chris can Marley if he Jets. wants.
2: He's got a whole offseason. He can find the nicest river spot he can get. I'll know he's bought into this program if he stays camped
3: out there throughout the offseason. That yes. would be big time. And, and, and how, does, how does his uh, residence in the parking lot affect uh, a new arena? You know, for for the basketball team. Yeah, what he's going to have to drive it across
2: like? town if they get a new arena. Let's not inconvenience Doc too much. Let's, let's keep the Lloyd Noble Center for another 15 can years, we, guys.
3: Can we maybe in the new arena get him a nice carport? <laughs> yeah,
2: his own individual carport just in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> yep. And it would have his name on it, Doc Sadler
3: only. Yep, oh. absolutely. Wow. <laughs>
2: Text line, shouldn't Porter be the one sleeping in the parking lot?
3: He hey, you are, know what, though? You know what? This texter... Uh, ha- has brought us the classics, like uh, um, the real question is can Todd Bates recruit? Um, you know, the worst recruiter is Todd Bates. Had to add so many from the portal because D-line, because Hicks, McDonald and Renaud didn't trust Bates. This, that, and the other. He brought us the swing and miss, the t- Todd Bates barn grill, until he said, Tyler, a story of redemption. Everybody likes a story of redemption. Yeah. Oh said I've watched the whole being in good shape on D tackles all last cycle but I will say this I'm more confident in Bates ability to turn it around this cycle Well you should be I again I, I said I said saving your name as Todd Bates number one fan after that text yeah. they reply save it I have seen the light Wow look at all his past production I've always been a fan just was very frustrated with the way everything went down last year but I believe in the poetic influence of Bates redemption from the nine one eight, I'm not. I'm not buying that.
2: David Stone will be in uh, East Lansing this weekend. I expect to see a text on Monday saying, huh, "Well, Todd Bates go live in that van out there with Doc Sadler where he belongs <laughs> in the parking lot."
3: We'll just have a whole row, a whole row of vans that uh, act as the uh, proverbial doghouse. Yeah, if house. The fan
2: base is upset with you, that's where you reside. Yes. Yep, I gotta. I, I wonder if
3: Doc like asked Josie
2: if he could do that if he asked Porter if he could do that or if he just did it all on his own. I'm going to guess that he probably just did it all on his own. It's probably a
3: it's probably a great little money saving tactic. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, got a little he generator he out there. Coach's <laughs> salary, I'm sure everything's fine. Um, how does Doc's van a rockin' rec- affect recruiting? It's a good question, Jesse.
2: <laughs> guess we'll find out next portal cycle, Doc's Jesse.
3: tailgate, that's your bar. There's another good one. Back to our uh uh, back to our previous conversation. Uh, Doc's tailgate always good.
2: He's got to have a robe like uh, Cousin Eddie walking out of that thing, right? <laughs> Surely he dressed as Cousin Eddie for Halloween. I don't, I don't, oh. don't want to tell the man how to live his life,
3: but that, 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 that fits. Well, we can apparently stop by and let him know. We, we, you know, we know <laughs> just, where he's going to be. He
2: does sound like a guy that if you just show up and knock on the door, you'll end up, he'll, he'll end up giving you a beer, offering you a beer, and helping be awesome up, break down some
3: tape. He's just got a he's got, just got a lawn chair outside with a with an umbrella. Yeah, he's just, already just, outside, just chilling. You just don't have to knock on the door with a bug oh, zapper.
2: God, I, that it's just amazing, man. I've I've never I, I'm sure something like that has happened before, but I don't remember it happening at OU where there's just a van outside the <laughs> hill and sea in that massive <laughs> parking lot, and that's where he lives. But hey, but, more power to you if you're comfortable. Get after it, man. Get oh, after it. Oh, that's
3: amazing, amazing. Save me, good the, for him.
2: save me the neck, Doc. Nice one. Is Doc's name? Uh, is Doc's dog named Snots? Yeah, you guys have seen Christmas Vacation.
3: Yep, yep. Text yeah. lines have just been so good today. Yeah,
2: it, it's it's funny, but I gotta say, Doc, like now is a very dangerous time of the year just to be hanging out in a van in a parking lot in the middle of Oklahoma. You know. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get on a day in, day out basis with this weather. So that doesn't doesn't
3: scare old Doc Sadler. (laughs) (laughs) He will stare dead. You're right. You know,
2: it's a good point. If you're willing to just live in that, in the middle of a parking lot, that's probably the furthest thing from your mind. What what a tornado might do.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you think that probably been thought of before, as he lives (laughs) in Tornado Alley.
2: I don't think that's front of mind for him. (laughs) Um, All that to say. How does Doc Sadler's van affect the game tonight? Well, they're a seven-point underdog at Kansas State. Ticket prices are outrageous at the Octagon of Doom in Manhattan. Um, yeah, it's, it was a nice win for OU on Saturday, which, by the way, Iowa State um, looks like they kicked Caleb Grill off the team earlier today. Yeah. No yeah. longer with the team due to a failure to meet the program's expectations. Yeah, which very is vague. But this is going to be a tough uh, – it's going to be a tough ass tonight for OU to beat Kansas State. I'm probably not going to pick OU to win this one. A little bit of a spoiler alert before we get to the end of the show.
3: Hey, you know, I, I mean, since you've already spoiled it, I, I mean, I will stick true to my sunshine pumping guns and say we win a close one. Wow. Grant yeah. Sherfield
2: goes for 48. You heard it here first. <laughs> OU wins by two.
3: I don't think he'll play that many minutes. Oh, you meant points. Yes, uh, points. Yeah, I uh, – yeah, no, I think uh, – I don't know. Maybe Jacob Groves found a little something that he liked. I think the freshmen are going to play well. Got to, you know, hold on to the ball. Can't have 18 turnovers again. But, hey, you know what? I mean, why not, right? OU wins a close one. What do you got to lose?
2: Uh, yeah, who cares about our picks? Only have a
3: couple more predictions. The rest of the uh, people just—they the just care
2: about our picks when we're wrong, and they can laugh at us. They don't really they don't care if we're right, you know. Hey, I'm
3: on tomorrow at noon. If we pull this one off, I'm—I'm I'm gonna let them hear it. Victory lap for two hours. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and Friday, i am you're gonna go tailgate. It'd be ready you're going go t- You're
2: gonna do the show live from the van out there at the <laughs> LNC parking lot for two yeah, hours.
3: Yep, yeah, Doc's gonna come on with Doc. Us.
2: You got a place to plug in out there? Yeah, there's a <laughs> generator out back. Just plug in there. Be good. Doc. I brought the tent. We're good. <laughs> Uh, Nine one eight. Dana Holgerson lived in a hotel his entire year in Stillwater. That's true. Um, apparently, Dana did live in that hotel room and frequented the uh, casino a lot. I don't know what casino in Stillwater. Apparently, Mike Gundy in his more serious days did not like the idea of uh, Dana living in that hotel room for that entire year, the twenty ten season.
3: Yeah. What does it say about your long term? plans that you just live in a hotel. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I wonder if Gundy started looking for an, a new offensive coordinator in like week three once he found out that uh, Dana's plans were just to live in the hotel all year long.
3: Actually, you know, I I, uh, I spent part of my youth living in hotels. My dad uh, would manage them kind of around the country, like take them over and then kind of hire up a new staff and then we'd move. So we never knew if we'd be in a place for Six months or two years, so we'd always start out living in the hotel. And I will tell you what, man, it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I bet you had it a little bit different of a lifestyle living in the hotel than Dana Holgerson did. Just, just a yes. Hunch. My
3: my salary probably was not not anywhere close. Yeah,
2: may, maybe a few less Red Bull vodkas for you in the hotel room than there was for <laughs> old Dana. Just, just far to, less. Just, just, just a guess.
3: Speaking of energy drinks, my goodness, you see that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you see yeah. that story about Matthew Mayer? <sighs> Go Matthew, ahead and read it. I'll read it. So um a matthew mayer said he's been sick the past few days with caffeine poisoning said he drank five monster energy drinks while playing video games on sunday
4: this Good is his God. first day
3: back to practice can you imagine drinking five monster energy drinks i mean in a week that's rough you think in one day i don't Jeez. know how
2: you're not dead granted ed ozeron used to drink well more than five a day, uh, but he's a different kind of human being, I guess, but like, what's, what's, like, what are you trying, I, I know what you're trying to achieve, I guess, but at what point do you look at yourself and say, maybe the fifth one is just not the greatest idea I've ever had? Like, were you not feeling the effects after the third or fourth?
3: I mean, are we, <laughs> I feel like we could have, could probably have this conversation about bourbon sometimes, and I, I I can say I probably had a fifth when I didn't need one, so... Hey, but you know the the caffeine. I just feel like you could see your heart, like you you like you yes, physiological, like your stomach's gotta be screwed up. Like I just can't imagine five Monster Energy drinks, and you know, you know they don't make this isn't Red Bull where they make like the little like eight point four ounces or whatever. Monsters always got the tall boys. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's. Yeah, he, how are, he got out of Waco
2: and he decided to start partying for the first time in his life.
3: And and how are you? How are you a D one athlete? And you haven't been taught enough about I don't know maybe nutrition or something to say you know what maybe I don't, maybe I shouldn't have five Monster Energy Tall Boys. I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't. Dude, it's so weird. No thanks. Uh, one more on the text line. It says uh, – wh- 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 I-, I lost it here. Basically saying that uh, Doc Sadler is going to go chase tornadoes in that van of his. Please, hey, um, Damon Lane, yes. yes, Mike Morgan, David Payne, if you're listening, if we have any more severe weather and you're covering that live and it looks like something is going on around the Lloyd Noble Center, will you please make a Doc Sadler reference on your next broadcast? Please. Only a few of us will get it, but it'll be amazing. Say heads up to Doc Sadler out there in the LNC parking lot or something. Might want to move the van.
3: (laughs) Find find a parking garage. Move
2: it to the east side of the LNC, Doc. Just move it over to the other side of the (laughs) arena. You'll be good. Uh, Uh, Might be the best story I've ever heard. It's just just great. 405-651-3439. A couple more segments left on this Wednesday. Keep it locked on the Ref.
0: This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Don't miss your chance to catch the number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners softball team this spring. The Omni Hall of Fame Classic Tournament at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium in OKC will take place March 17th through the 19th. Tickets start at just $20 and are available now at Soonersports.com tickets.
2: Life's too short for small buns. 405 Burger Bar has moved locations to Main Street in the heart of Norman. With handmade Oklahoma onion burgers and a full bar, 405 Burger Bar will be your favorite place to watch games. Follow us on Instagram at 405 Burger Bar to learn more about our burgers, bar, and sports bar atmosphere. 405 Burger Bar, Main Street in Norman, just east of I-35. 405 Burger Bar in Norman on Main Street. Big buns, real meats.
0: The big dance is almost here, and you know what that means. Join us Monday, March 13th for the Ref's 22nd Annual sixty-eight team Giveaway, live at Buffalo Wild Wings off of 19th Street and Moore from noon to 7. You want more ways to win this March? Then put your bracket prognostication to the test against the rest of the Ref Army in the Ref Bracket Challenge, brought to you by Wonderhouse Design & Consign, the Ref, the home of Sooner fans, and your home for the best giveaways this March. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
4: People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures
0: with UNCF. Visit uncf.org invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Oklahoma City Auto Show, March 3rd through 5th at OKC Fairgrounds. Featuring 2023 cars and trucks, ride in electric vehicles on the indoor EV track.
1: See the classic car drive in theater exhibit and exotic cars. <laughs> Call me in cars. Play mini golf benefiting the Genesis Project. Adopt-a-Pet. <laughs> Buy one, get one. Free coupons at OnCue.
0: Info at OKCautoshow.org. The Oklahoma
1: City Auto Show, March 3rd through 5th, Bennett Event Center.
0: RightWay Insurance is an independent insurance company, which means they work for you. They can use their network of providers to search for better coverage and a better deal for your life, health, home, or auto insurance policies. With their help, it's easy to find a better insurance solution. Let them help you search for the best coverage for your needs. Give RightWay Insurance a call today, 405-607-6014. That's 405-607-6014 to get better, more affordable home and auto insurance. That's RightWay Insurance, your insurance advice. Are you tired of long pharmacy lines and sitting in the drive through forever? Then you should visit Dave's Health Mart, your
2: community pharmacy located right in the heart of Norman. Locally owned for 10 years, Dave's Health Mart provides fast and friendly service with a personal touch. drive through service, delivery, medication consultations, compounding, and immunizations with Norman pharmacists that you can trust. Dave's Health Mart is located at 329 North Porter, 405-360-8882. Dave's Health Mart, caring for you and about you. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. March 1st, so you kind of start thinking, hey, spring ball is right around the corner, and spring ball is a few weeks away for the OU football team. Uh, Who do you think is going to be the spring game attraction this year? Anytime you have a five-star incoming freshman quarterback, that's almost always the... You know, the the player that people are most interested to see in the spring game. And OU has that with Jackson Arnold. But is that the case this year? Is Jackson Arnold the main attraction for the spring game? Or is it PJ Atabare? Is it Peyton Bowen? Is it some other returner? I'm interested to hear from you and the text line. What single individual player most people are going to be excited to see when that game rolls around in April?
3: Well, I think it's gotta be Jackson Arnold, right? I mean, everybody knows who Dylan is when you see Dylan come out you know exactly who's like the quarterback is very easy he's got the ball in his hands it's easy to follow you know defensive substitutions you don't know who's like Reggie Pearson and Peyton Bowen could be twins yeah so I mean it is it is wild how much they look like oddly enough believe we got their commitments on the same day because yes jay yes. tweeted out act one and act two so the two guys the two defensive backs that look exactly like that are going to play a lot of the same position uh they got they've there they will always be tied at the hip but i think just for that and that alone you know quarterbacks always get the love uh you know or the hate you know they get credit and blame probably uh disproportionately on each one of those but, yeah, I think a lot of people are, are going to be uh, really excited to see him. Gunny sets an he says Gavin Sawchuck. I think that's a great Yeah, answer. it really is a great one. Uh, I think a lot of people that watched the bowl, they saw, you know, what a difference maker he was. If he busts one or two, then we're, we're, you'll start to get people uh, pontificating about the run game.
2: Yeah, um, if he has that burst of speed like he did in the bowl game, and I don't know why he – would have it in the bowl game and not have it after another off season, right? right but yeah, he's just one of those guys that you're going to be really excited about leaving the spring game but I, I asked the question I, I agree with you though it's it's Jackson Arnold he is the five star quarterback that's normally the headline and he's also the quarterback that's more than likely going to lead you into the SEC, which is going to be a chapter in its program in this program's history all by itself like I, I don't like do we think about it that deep yet? Like the SEC chapter, and this has had this has been a storied program, one of the most, if not the most, storied programs of all time. But we're about to enter a new and unique chapter in the history of OU football in twenty twenty four, and Jackson Arnold's gonna be kinda at least player wise, he's gonna be the, the face of
3: that at least immediately. Yeah, I mean that's what he's tasked with. I mean I mean, no bones about it. It is hey, Jackson, and I and I'm sure that's been communicated to him. Hey, look he said he can't wait to learn from Dylan. He said in interviews on this radio station, he said, look, I'm coming in to compete. I'm going to come to do my best to get on the field. Of course I want to play, but Dylan Gabriel has been in college a long time. I can't wait to learn from him, you know, and, and kind of into that next, uh, you know, move to the sec, but I'm going to be ready when my name's called. Right. So it's like with, with that, I think he's understanding, like, look, There's a lot on my shoulders. I need to be the absolute best I can be immediately when we go to that league.
2: Uh, Davis Bevel before Jackson Arnold and watch the fan base implode, says the 918. 405, I want to see PJ. Yeah, he's, he's high up on that list.
3: For oh sure. yeah, he he would be if I if I had to take somebody else out of the class, it would be PJ because we don't we don't have anybody that with the physical tools that he has currently on the roster.
2: Trace Ford from the 580. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um let's see. 918. I'm excited to see PJ along with DeSan and Bowen. We have seen five-star quarterbacks. We're chomping at the bits to get some top-flight defensive players.
3: Yeah, but again, as we've said, Tyler, these the people that especially are on the text line and, and obviously in the listenership are the most educated OU fans in the whole bunch because you guys listen to the Home of Sooner fans. We talk OU all day. You guys are tuned in all day. You guys got great insight, everything like that. You guys are the most educated group of OU fans on the planet. So you guys, of course you want to see, see PJ. Of course you want to see Trace Ward. But the everyday walking around, you know, state of Oklahoma – I th- I think they're I think they're just enamored with quarterbacks. Two springs ago,
2: what n- nice way to play to the audience, by the way. That, that, that was that was nice. Hey. Two two springs ago, there were some rumblings that Caleb Williams was better than Spencer Rattler. What happens if we have a similar situation between Jackson Arnold and Dylan Gabriel? Well, I oddly enough, I think it plays out the same way. At least to start the year, I'm not saying that Jackson Arnold's going to take over for Dylan Gabriel in the middle of the year, but Regardless what the rumblings are, like, Dylan Gabriel's your starter to to start the year. Right. Like, something is gonna have to happen in spring ball for that to be a conversation going into training camp, but Dylan Gabriel's gonna start the year. I'm not telling you with 100% certainty he's gonna finish the year, but he's QB1, game one.
3: At minimum, Tyler, it's good news. I'll put it that way. It's really good news if Jackson Arnold is already getting compared... Either situationally to Caleb Williams, but as being better than Dylan Gabriel as a true freshman. That is nothing but good news for OU football moving forward. So it's – I would much rather have that, Tyler, than, oh, ooh, uh, I don't know. He stinks. We're going <laughs> to have to figure out uh, – we're going to have to figure out what we're doing at QB2 here. We may need to look into the portal. You don't want spring. him
2: looking like Jordan Love his rookie year and
3: saying, no. oh, oh, boy. Uh, what, no, what do do absolutely here? not. But, no, it's – I mean, and, and yeah, if that happens, fine. Caleb Williams was 3-2 and two as a starter at Oklahoma. Like, Caleb Williams, of course, is – I mean, he would be the pick – the top overall pick in this year's draft. But I think we all remember – you know, obviously the Texas game was massive, but, I mean, throughout that year, he got a little cocky at times trying to throw downfield when he shouldn't have. He grew into what he currently is. He's gotten a lot better. The the Caleb we saw last year was leaps and bounds better. But, it, again, to answer that question, that would be great news if Jackson Arnold's ready to compete with a multi-year starter fresh out of the gate.
2: Here's a Bothroyd from the 918, Drew from Flower Mound, Derek LeBlanc. Seems like he's fitting in with Schmitty. 951 has the right answer. The battle for holder one is intriguing. H1, holder one. Love that. Yeah. All right, final segment coming up next. We'll close it up on the other side. Keep it locked in the ref.
0: Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the ref sports radio network, your home for Sooner fans. Does your disability make it harder to find a job? Yes, absolutely. DRS can help. DRS is Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services.
2: DRS empowers job.